recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. Hello, it's Harry from Transamorous Network Podcast. This is Remy. And this is Shannon Scott. You're not going to say hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm sorry. No, wait, wait, wait. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a morning it's been, huh? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It was a morning. It was a morning. We're in the afternoon now. You know, sometimes perfection takes time. It just does. That's right. You can't can't rush perfection. No. No, you can't. I don't know if this will make it into the show, but um, I failed to press press record. And so we did not have a show for the... 40, first 40 minutes of the show. <laughs> but it was yeah. good. Take our word really, on it. It was the oh best God. ever. And the hour before that <laughs> was even better. That was pretty... I, I, this word is overused, and I hate it, but that conversation was kind of epic. It was, it was really emotional. It, it was. was. I think you and I connected there on a level that so we too. hadn't connected before. I think it was so really, too. There it was, was a really level wonderful. of intimacy. There was. And it wouldn't have happened had uh, Remy not come when she came. Yeah. Late. Thank you, Remy. I wasn't going to say that. Thank you, Remy. I overslept, (laughs) said I got here late. (laughs) Shit happened. She got here perfectly on time. Exactly when she was supposed to. Everything worked out the way it does, doesn't it? Amen. Um, So we're on uh, video again. Welcome, viewers and our traditional listeners on the podcast. You know, actually, our our, uh, video version of our podcast got, what's nine times... Five is forty-five. It's got five times more views than our um, podcast, our non-video podcast. Awesome! Yeah, so the video is actually doing us a really good service and getting the word out about. Wonderful! It's all all about you because you need to know about you. It is. It is all about you. It literally is all about you. Yeah, I mean, I got other. I could be laying in a park somewhere, but I'm not. I'm in this room doing a podcast with these two amazing human beings, and then another amazing human being online, and so we do it for you. What, what, you, what you. would you be laying in the park doing? Oh, I guess you could be sunning yourself. I, I was thinking be. about being... Actually, that would be my excuse. I'd be people watching. I love watching oh, people. That's my favorite thing to do. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo. Is it weird <laughs> to watch people? No, what I don't. I said pervy, but <laughs> not really. Maybe a little. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs. Uh, what I didn't do in our first failed attempt was ask you, Remy, what you're up to. What are you up to? Oh, what are you well, up to, let's Remy? see. In my life... Um, Still working a new job, still getting adjusted to that whole process. Um, but as far as my own personal side things, I've um, been doing more readings lately, actually. So I'm a psychic reader and healer, and so I've been doing a lot of work with that. Really? And um, Will you give me a reading someday? I mean that sincerely. I would, I would love to give you a reading. Do you want to do that on the air? Can you? I Can could. You? That would be your choice. <gasps> That'd be That'd your be... choice. We could do that. Oh, my God. I'm like so excited. That would be right actually now. really I'm kind of so cool. excited right now. I've never oh done that. <laughs> I've never fun. That would be actually a lot of fun. Because I, I, I be really fun. believe in this. I have a friend back in Montana who is clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. And growing up Catholic, that was, of course, no way. No, that's not real. That's not real stuff. I believe in my heart and soul that some people know what's coming. Absolutely. And so I'd be really interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Well, as you we talk about just the physics of the world, it's light and vibration. Yeah. And some people can pick up other vibrations that others can't. And that's really kind of what it boils down to and oh how that God. manifests, whether it be uh, clear, you know, clear vision, clear hearing, clear seeing, clear knowing. 
This is so exciting. So, I know uh, that I'm going down the right path, but I'm a little bit scared. Yeah, right, right. That's yeah. how I know right. that I'm doing the right thing. Is yeah. I'm just a little bit scared. And so I'm a little bit scared right now, and I want to do this. It's really I exciting. I would love to. I think yes. it would be a blast. I think it would be great. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, so in the next show where we don't have a guest, okay. we'll do a reading. I'll oh bring God. cards, and we'll do it. <gasps> so stoked. You have to show I'm the cards. so stoked. Show we'll do what we fun. can. Yeah, we'll do what we see. Okay. Okay. There's no way you're going to miss the next show. There's <laughs> no way you're going to miss it. There's a little bit of the occult going on. That's yeah. right. Network Podcast. <laughs> well, you know, it's all part of the universe. And it is. You know, it is. I'm also doing, um, I'm playing a part in a main ritual uh, in for the Summer Solstice Festival. It's a four-day camping weekend, Sunfest. And um, this year's ritual is uh, the fool's journey so everyone at festival will be playing the tarot arcana card zero so you'll be playing the fool and along the path you'll meet someone representing each of the other arcana so the empress the emperor the devil the tower the hanged man and so you'll meet someone on this different it's it's not it actually is for your own personal uh progress and journey and power and stuff like that and it's funny because so my lines and my character uh i'm playing the hanged man which i didn't quite expect when i was given the 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 character the card um but when i finally got the lines that were written from me it was perfect it's exactly where i am right now it's it's knowing that the universe is more vast and complex than i can understand at the moment and that what I truly seek cannot be found in the, the, the mental, emotional, and physical realm. And that it's the realm of spirit where all of my knowledge is going to come from. And so, like, while I'm waiting for that to happen, I'm waiting with, like, this open mind and open heart and just knowing that all this great shit is about to come my way. And those are my lines. That this great shit is about to come Mine is the last bit. Okay. It might come out that way when, in the moment because you never know what you're going to say in right. the moment. And I'm delivering that message to the the, the, the fools, the people on the journey. Uh, spirit might move me to change those words a little bit here and there. But essentially the concept of what I'm representing is being in that place of waiting for spirit to help you with that next step. So awesome. It's so funny because we were in the, in the pre... I'm going to actually see if I can splice the other intro into this because we were talking about a lot of what you're saying from more of a secular standpoint about how so many things are going so right for all of us and and why the three of us I mean and why that is and um, the recognition girl I had a booger hanging out my nose I didn't even notice no, I would have told you, you. I, I'm not oh that makes like okay, okay. that was I a was little like, bit of a left <laughs> turn Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like wait a minute something <laughs> Little bat in the cave hanging there, and no one was even willing to say anything. Okay. I, I, yeah, because Remy and I aren't the kind of people that would tell I know. you. Well, but Remy <laughs> showed me my shirt. Was yeah, I told exactly. I was the first had I seen that mouth. Tweety Bird in your nose, I'd have told Thanks. you. A rock oh, in your man. shoe, a bat in the cave. That's something different. Come on. <laughs> I've heard that one you got a rock in your shoe. It's yeah. okay. What? I feel better. A rock in your shoe. All right. And <laughs> so you were saying earlier, we were saying. Well, we were talking about how wonderful. Um, well, so so Shannon, like Shannon said a minute ago, we had this bonding moment before you got here. And we were talking about how wonderful the our lives are working out and how we feel like everything is ready to pop and um, in a positive way. And the things you were just talking about, about this ritual you're going to be participating in is recognizing that the, the wisdom and the resources are that are available to us are far beyond what our intellect is capable of tapping into and so there's this other element of life from which all things flow and all three of us are having 
epiphanies around realizing that in our own lives. Absolutely. Right? And, Absolutely. And that's what this this show is all about, really. We sure we talk about trans issues and we talk about trans amory and the men out there who are inevitably going to start showing up in not just on the show, but in life in general, supporting trans women and loving them as people. But there's a ton of other things that are going on in our lives individually Absolutely. that are fantastic uh, on this show that's fantastic. And it all started with the man's guide. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of epiphany, so I just just gotten back from Beltane, as I was saying in the last show, um, another spiritual weekend away. Um, I had an epiphany kind of about myself and and how I guess I'm perceived or received or per- or, or, or how I'm taken by my, my peers and the people in my communities and the people around me. I've, I've heard it for years, but it never really sunk in or meant anything when people were like, oh, yeah, you finally get to hang out with Remy. I'm getting my Remy time. And I was, I was like, okay, what the fuck are you people talking about Remy time? Like, I'm some... There is something. There is something I give somebody and I give people. It's, it's my presence. It's me. It's, it's, and it feels really strange to say these things out loud because it feels unhumble. It feels like I'm, I'm trying to big myself up and it's just these are my own things that I'm working through. And, but verbalizing it here and now you know, helps to strengthen those ideas. And it was a really strong epiphany that I really am something special and I do give back to people just by my being. And being in space, and it's very moving. Oh, it's very moving. And it shows up here on the show for sure. Aww. And in my, you know, we were also just talking about while you were um, taking care of your interview, Shannon. Remy and I were talking about the Trans Pride March, which is coming up in June. And I hope that you're going to be interested yeah, in marching with us uh, in the parade. <coughs> Maybe. Okay. I'm a, I'm very heavily involved with human rights campaign. Oh, that's and right. So we have a pretty large presence. That's pride. right. That's right. Got it. Anyway, we were talking about how it's uh, coming up on our year anniversary of knowing each other. Yeah, it's And been. we were remarking about how much has changed since that time 12 months ago in both yeah. of our lives. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, almost like, it's almost exactly a year almost from exactly one Perry and I met. And we met, we met at my other employment at a club, a nightclub, and communicated and talked. And, you know, it was nothing. We didn't talk a whole lot. No. We talked some. Um, but I was working. It was busy, you know. Um, but he contacted me online and asked me out for coffee, and I was in a really bitter place in my life about how men had been treating me and how I'd been, uh, you know, and where I was in the story that I was telling myself. But, of course, at that time, I didn't realize or know or was acknowledging that this is my story and this is how I was telling it. And so I had, uh, you know, we had coffee, tea. We had tea together in one afternoon, and this was just before Pride. And uh, Perry showed me that not all men are scum and that it is possible to find a true transamorous man that will love me for me and just that he's the type he proved that it's possible and that's what I needed at that moment was to know that it was possible and to know that there are that reminder that good men are out there and that there are good good men out uh, there you have to dish with me really quick what was your first impression of Perry he's not in the room he's not he can't hear Perry's you. very cute he's a very nice man you know I love I love hanging out with Perry no he, he, that was kind of a generalization what you trying to ask? I'm just what I'm saying. What was your first impression? Um, I was interested. I was attracted. We, I mean, we communicated. Oh, I you know, you. I got you. So All right. I didn't just know what checking. tea was gonna be. Just you checking. know, but I also didn't realize how bitter I was at the time either. Yeah, there was and a lot I of went, that. I went in not there? realizing that's where I was. You know what I mean? Not not consciously being aware of that's how I was feeling about about 
interactions in men and, and situations and just having our conversation. Like he probably said something related to this concept and it was like, oh bitch, he's right. Get it together, knock it off, and it is possible. And that's for me, like all I needed to start making the change. And then that's when I ran back in to the to the man that I, that is now my boyfriend. You know, we had a history before, but five years went in between that. And so knowing that good men are out there again, soon after he followed, and I continue to meet good men and better men, and so like that was that was that was our first whole thing. And uh, then he asked me to write or uh, edit the guide, and my life has changed ever since. I things think, have just yeah. And then I think we had one more get together at a, a coffee shop, and then we we hung out at the Trans Pride parade last year. I or was it the other way around? I think we hung out at Trans Pride because you were telling me so this coming Saturday or whatever is Trans March. Are you going? And I was like, the what? Oh, that's right. <laughs> the that's who? Right. Like I honestly, I'm not involved in the trans community as far yeah. as like. You know all of the things. I'm just not not good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, staying, stuff staying. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot m- more shit to do. Like live. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? I need to go to this, and so I did go to that, and that's actually the first time I felt true pride in being transgendered. Like I'd never really? felt like I needed to have a pride for it because it was all just me. My transition again has been very like seamless. You know what I mean? Um, but like being able to march and have a sign that said trans and proud on it. So you so you would say that was a positive experience? Then? It was an extremely positive okay. experience. Wow. Absolutely. Because I have to be completely honest with you. I went to a pre-trans pride parade that did come out right. Nice job. Pat on the back, mm-hmm. Shannon. Um, and they were doing some public speaking and they had a few performers. Oh, yeah. And I have to be honest with you. I listened to about 30 minutes of speakers and I said, I'm done. I'm where, done where, with this energy. Was that here in Portland? Yeah, it was, was down in the, the park. That was at the rally. Yeah, that we were there. Park. That's where we hung out, yeah. was at the rally. Yeah, and I was there, and I said... Some of those rants and, and... Yes, and that's exactly the word. <laughs> rants. Some of them so were much rants. <laughs> anger yeah. and frustration, and it was not a healthy energy. Yeah. And you I, know, I thought, this should be about power, this should be about pride, this should be about being who we are and being genuine and it wasn't it was about I'm angry yeah. well for and me I, I, my experience with that was that the person on stage going on with their rant that was the energy they were providing but like amongst the crowd at least personally I was having this really great experience because the anger wasn't amongst the crowd Correct. no you agreed, know, the crowd agreed. which was which was the most important part like I just tuned that bitch out because yeah. she was just going off and this is the same bitch who was at the 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 Pioneer Square rally ranting again mm-hmm. like the same yes. thing and it's like your story really needs to be edited Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. you need to re-edit that story yeah. you know but yeah absolutely I mean I remember not enjoying the the pre-rally in the sense of listening to the speakers because I was hoping for more but the march itself, the community itself, the um, just the experience of walking in the in the, the parade, parade with itself. a sign, yeah, you know, and actually, I my picture made it in Oregon Live. What there was like what? a dozen pictures Can from the trans. <laughs> there's like a dozen pictures from the trans march, and there's one of them. It's me holding my sign. Wow. Well, actually, you know, now that I think about it, I think the pra- the the trans march is not the same day as the pride parade. It's the Correct. day before. The so day I before. could be, I, sh- I, I may be able to participate. Oh, that'd be, be great. Now that I've heard your story on your experience, I'm a lot more excited to do so. Otherwise, because, you know, I, I surround myself with powerful, positive 
constructive people and good energy. And I and that wasn't a great place for me. And yeah, I thought, you know, I get this that. is not the energy I want to be around. And that. so I decided not to go. But now that I've heard your story, I'm I found it extremely powerful and and inspiring. And and my feelings about being verbally out there as a trans woman, this is who I am and what I am, you know. Um, a lot of it came from from oh that march, God, I'm and, and now. Perry's the I'm one who talked, who told me about the march. It's right so around the corner. There's a lot of it appreciation. Right I have more gratitude to you than you can even know, oh, thanks, Mr. Jeremy. Sir. Oh. Thank you. We're gonna have a lot of fun uh, this year, and I hope you can join us, Shannon. We're gonna have Absolutely. a banner, and we're gonna march and hand out flyers and stuff like that. Oh, that's an awesome idea. Oh, yeah. Well, that was Remy's idea. I do what I can. Look you at do. the synergy. The synergy that's happening right now. Yeah. Oh my God! You too. This is a, this this is the whole three of us. It's a thing. It is a oh, thing. I can't wait to. Yeah, I'll rock that with you. Yeah. Let's bring in um, Jessica. Jessica. Yes, we have a guest. We Jessica. have yes. a guest today. I, I am here. Hi. Hi, Jessica. Hey, how's it going? Great. Great. How's your day going? Not bad. It's it's a little warm. It rained pretty hard last night, and so now everything's muggy. Yeah, I was but. gonna say. I thought you said it was a little bit muggy. So, mm-hmm. what's the temperature down there? What's it feel like? Is it like uh, pea soup when you walk outside? I just came back from Oklahoma, yeah. and so I understand. I don't know if that's just like Kansas, but I'm like, we're not on the mm-hmm. coast. How is it so wet here? And it's <laughs> like you know, it, and that's where you're calling from, right, Kansas? Yes, Kansas. All right. So it's hot I would muggy say in Kansas. I think um, Oklahoma is probably a little more on the dry side versus Kansas, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's why you got to compete with me? Why why can't you just let me win? <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Come on, awesome. let me Take have it. this. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're holding, you're leaving her speechless. <laughs> we're yeah, more awake now, Jessica, day. so we're a little feisty. Don't yeah. don't don't mind <laughs> us. So I believe you were telling us about your family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's let's start let's start back at the beginning. So so you've got two kids, right? Yes. And a boy and a girl. Yes. Uh, Son is five, and my daughter is Mm eleven. Single mother. Yes. uh, Widowed from my son's marriage. From the my fiance with my son. So is uh, that is that something you want to go into? I don't want to just ask. Um, Sometimes I, it can be sensitive. I don't mind if um, if I can help anyone else out there with a little courage, then I'm completely okay with talking about anything. Great, because we're gonna go there. Okay. Especially right. since you're saying you're okay. With it. So this Sounds is the great. this was the mother of your son, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's now five. Mm-hmm. And when did she pass? When he was three months old. Oh, I am. So it's um, on July 30th will be the five-year anniversary oh. of it all. Wow. So. How, yo. how did she pass? Um, she dealt with postpartum. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew. Oh. Yeah, she... We were slightly on the rocks, and I hate to say this, I don't open up to many people about it. I just say it's an accident and let others assume. But she attempted suicide. Mm. Um, They stabilized her at the home, and she went into cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital. So it, it was one of those things. Her dad gave me the call. Our son was in the crib right next to me, and I woke him up out of a dead sleep, just 
shouting in disbelief. Right. So it, and it took three to four days. I didn't sleep and everything was set setting in and she was actually a supporter of my transition. Hmm. So, so let's, let's, let's wind it back a bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's wind it back a lot um, because there's, you know, none of this happens in isolation. So let's, let's, let's um, go through most of your life story that we had gone through in the previous failed recording, if you don't mind and, get, and get back to it. So this is a nice little introduction to the, to the, um, the lovey, the loving drama that is your life. And let's, <laughs> so now let's go back to the very beginning and talk about how you got to Kansas. We talk about your, your grand, great grandmother um, and the previous person that you were with. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll wind back to to your to your um, the source of your widowship widow, widowhood or however you want to say that. Yeah. Uh, so you were yeah. born in born in California, mm-hmm. um, Palm Springs. Uh, I I was kind of um, just carefree, not a real boyish kind of kid growing up. Uh, Approximately, I, I was raised by my great-grandmother. Um, my mother uh, had abandoned me at three months old. Why did she I, do that? Do you know? It, yeah, she she had an LSD trip in L.A. and left me. I, I don't exactly know where, but social services found me and took me in. I was in foster care for about six months. And then my great grandmother went through all the paperwork with the system to, to get guardianship of me. Have you been in contact with her ever? Um, my mother? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, actually she ended up moving out to Kansas as well. Um, there was a stage where before I went on hormones, um, she was okay with me being transgender, but the second she realized that like I would be going through physical changes, she flipped. Mm. So it, it was like uh, she's very religious and uh, in a Jehovah Witness, former Jehovah Witness. Hey, hang, on, <laughs> hang on a second, uh, Jessica, because you, you've thrown Shannon for a loop here. If you can see her on camera, she almost fell off her chair. So let's, 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 ex- let's explore that a little bit. Shannon, what's um, yeah, happening? No, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. that can, I, I it's amazing how, how damaging yes. religion can be. What do you mm-hmm. know about the Jehovah Witness? Um, if, if anything, not not as much. In fact, I'll let Jessica explain her experience with okay. it because okay. I, I think her story is probably more relevant. Yeah, go for it. Um, I would say, uh, well, so when I first met her, she was very Jehovah Witness, and um, so we'd we'd be sitting around, and you would see, let's say, uh, Jerry Springer come on back in the late nineties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and there was always those my. My girlfriend's actually a man. Yeah. Type those oh, horrible God. stigmas, and Ugh. and her comments. Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm seeing a Jerry Springer in my head. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, you know, I I that was the after I met her was already after the time I started kind of understanding who I was, and so th- when she would make comments on like oh that's that's gross and all that i 
I closed myself off to her. And then there was a few times I asked her, you know, well, why do you feel that way? And she centered it around her belief system. Mm. So I, I lost, I grew up in a Christian uh, school and I even had to question my own faith at that point and dig deep as far as, let's say, you know, what, what would Jesus do in this moment? And I never felt like her belief system, which overlaid any kind of kindness given to everyone, should have taken precedent over the, the core foundation of what they claim is their beliefs. Yeah. Right. They get the message so, so often. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, and, and just, and just, I'm sorry, oh, Jessica? No, I was, I was just going to explain a little bit about my emotional reaction that I had a minute ago. I was raised Catholic, and when I say Catholic, I mean like all in Catholic, devout. I was an altar server for 10 years, wow. I, uh, you know, and then I became a lector, so reading the gospel and, you know, up, up mm-hmm. on there. And I remember drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, you know, I <laughs> yeah. know you've heard that expression, but, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just so enveloping. And I really had, I at, through, when I transitioned, I had to go through a stage where I really had to find a lot of forgiveness mm-hmm. for the, the, the religion and what it told me about myself that was a complete lie. And so when you said Jehovah's Witness, I'm like, wow, because typically people that are Jehovah's Witness, and this has just been my experience, so you know, know that, mm-hmm. they don't just drink the Kool-Aid. They take the powder out and do lines um, off the mirror with that, undergone. right? It's it's yes. just like my goodness. It's, you but have, almost literally, because all the ones I've known have been so like you know this is our beliefs, blah 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 blah. But the moment they're away from the people that know that that's their belief system, they wild the fuck out. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of Those hypocrisy there. Jehovah's yeah. Witness girls back in high school were the biggest hoes. Really? I mean, yes. At least this is my experience. Well, I didn't I know that? Nothing against a, a faith <laughs> specifically. These are just people I know and, and how they got the message incorrectly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you're in still now in Kansas with your grandmother? Great grandmother. Um, no, no, no uh, she passed away. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just me and the kids and so, uh, let's see, where was I? Well, I we, were, we were talking about your religious experience, but then um, the, I think the next thing on, this, on the agenda is the first person you met. Right. Right? Um, Not the first, but the... Your actually, actually, well... Was it your first? Okay. This would be your um, daughter's mother. Yeah, your daughter's first. mother. Yeah. Uh, she, like I was saying earlier, um, she was bisexual. Uh, I've always kind of kind of flowed towards bisexual or pansexual women. Um, And just, I think there's a personality that carries with someone that is open and free, feels free about themselves like that, that I always was drawn into. And so when I met my my daughter's mom, uh, Lisa's mom, there was a real good click there, but she didn't know, you know, I didn't really display many signs of me being transgender at that time either. And, um, as we went through our relationship, uh, it was probably the second year. I, I actually, um, the year after my grandmother, my great grandmother passed away, 
uh, was the year I opened up to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on, things were like, I think it might have been a shock for her, but she she tried to support um, in, in many ways. Uh, it wasn't like I was able to uh, get, get my makeup on and, uh, you know, just be myself on a daily basis with her, but it she gave me just enough to feel confident that things were moving in the right direction. And so uh, as time progressed, um, there was a little more animosity, a, a little centered around that, a little bit having to do with my own depression that I was fighting at the time because I really wanted to come out, but I grew up in a small town that that probably I think 300 400 people at the most wow that's That's tiny tiny. very small town Um, post office and two bars that's a lot of tennis we drank more there (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're talking bonfires our entertainment was country cruising and bonfires wow good old cow tipping gotta love it (laughs) right I kind of want to do that so but I, I had a, <laughs> one of my best friends um, came out as gay. And uh, he was blasted by everyone in, in our age group, our kind of, uh, our cliques. And he ended up taking his own life. Jesus. And that sent a terrifying, uh, I, I don't know the term to use it 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 centered me around terror of coming out at that point were were you afraid because you thought you would take your life or were you afraid of what the people around you would do or say uh, i was afraid of how the other people would treat me Mm. uh, my fiance at the time and and the friends that we were close to uh being a small town, we we all there was like a handful of friends that we had, and I didn't want to jeopardize my my fiance's um, relationships with her girlfriends or guy friends, and so there was a lot of just I don't know suppression out of necessity or out of fear and maybe a blending of both. But I would say um, seeing how he my friend was bullied so much. I knew it would happen to me and all he was, you know, he was just trying to be himself and not, he wasn't transgender, but, you know, being gay in the small town was horrible. There's so much peer pressure in a place that's that small. Well, yeah, I wonder, I wonder, speaking of peer pressure, I wonder what the response of the community was when that guy took his life. What was what was their response? Uh, That's a great question. When he actually, or I had moved away from the town, oh, so I didn't know the individuals on. I do know from um, friends uh, that I talked to that he was very pressured. He was bullied. Um, he he also fought a lot of depression and and side things from just coming out, but. Uh, Ultimately, the trigger was uh, a group of guys that took him out into the country, and this is a little graphic, and beat the crap out of him. Mm. And uh, 
it was it was not too shortly after all that that he became very reclusive. And these are people that he was open uh, out to that gained his trust and then turned on him. But but do you know how how the uh, how the the community responded to the guy taking his life? Or I know you weren't there, uh, but did you hear anything about it? I think I think the matter of um, yeah, yeah, sort of him the the whole uh, tying to him coming out as gay never came up. No, it was always like something no one ever wanted to talk to. So no one ever. No one wants tr- to own it. So no one connected they just his death pretended with, like it never ever yeah. happened. Yeah, or, exactly. or they blamed it on something else, or yeah. oh, wow, I just got he was chill. troubled, or oh, this or that, and not wow, I had a role in his death. Exactly. That no, one, you just felt was your friend confirming what we're talking about. I feel it, and I'm, people are such cowards. Wow. Yes. I'm angry. Yes, right they now. Are. I'm um, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm angry. Just, I'm not sorry. I'm angry. So it's interesting. So this <laughs> is a I good. I'm having so many energetic fluctuations in me right now. I believe I'm feeling <laughs> Shannon and I'm feeling you, Jessica. I'm, I'm just, wow. I well, it's interesting second. because the, <clears throat> so the, an advanced aspect of what we talk about in the guides, um, which it's not in the guides. It'll be in the next uh, material that comes out. We talk about the nature of our, of emotions. And mm, when, when we have an experience like we're having today in the studio, listening to this, really tragic story and we have an emotion a negative emotional reaction like anger or or some sort of negative judgment that emotion what that emotion is doing is it's it's communicating to us something that we really need to pay attention to and it's surprising the the message that we're being sent is that's not how the part of you that this, the, the higher part of you is seeing the situation. Because all situations, believe it or not, serve individuals to their higher purpose. And so when you're, when you're, there's two parts of us, right? There's a part of us that's here in our physical bodies, and there's another part of us out in non-physical world that we communicate with right, all the time. Our higher self. Our higher self. Thank you, Remy. And so when we have this disconnect between uh, our higher self and what we're experiencing here, we experiencing we experience negative emotion, and the negative emotion is just an indicator that we're not seeing it the way that our higher self sees it. Where where in the higher self perspective, there's a much uh, more holistic view of what's going on, and at that holistic view, everything is working out for us all the time, and even tragedies such as this are working out for everyone's best interest. And it's funny because Remy, Remy wrote down on a card when you were talking, Jessica, a little bit before about mm-hmm. some other loss in your life that you've experienced a lot of lo- loss. Um, and I was, I'm curious as to how you think all of these experiences have contributed to who you are today. That's a great question, Perry. I, um, I really feel like <clears throat> going through and, and experiencing what I'm I'm just going to say his name my friend Aaron experienced gave me insight he as to be acknowledged yes, as a human absolutely being. yes he absolutely Aaron, he is yes. Aaron my friend Aaron he did not deserve what he went through no and if I if I'm walking away with anything of his tragedy it's to stand up against and excuse my language bullshit that people the ignorant people are going to throw at people that are unique 
and proud of who they are. And it's interesting, Jessica, because when you look at your Facebook page, mm -hmm. um, you're out and proud about what, oh, absolutely. What, and who you are. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're almost like you may not uh, accept this this moniker, but you're almost like an ambassador to to the website that you have <laughs> published on your page. Mm -hmm. uh, you you and, and I, I I guess in my mind, I would question, would you still be this person had you not had the past that you've had? Um, it's hard to say. Um, I would. No, it's not. <laughs> no, they, no, you wouldn't. You no, wouldn't there's be no who you are there's right no now way. without See, those experiences. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, uh, I've, these, I've these, seen these, so many other tragedy, tragic issues, uh, stories out there that make me find this fight in me, right? To to reject all those. Uh, those small mentalities that decide they're going to bully or they're going to call someone out or treat them any differently than who they are. So Perry, you, you, when, to go back to what you were saying earlier about our higher selves and seeing it, you know, my negative emotion, anger, which I was experiencing earlier, and then our, our higher self seeing it, is that what you mean when you say, you know, it, it's a positive thing because when you said this young man took his life and you know that was mm -hmm. I guess I'm having a hard time making the connection between his death and that being good for me right the the, the connection and <clears throat> this is why it's an advanced aspect of this material because it's very hard to make the connection or to not to make it because it's there to see it it's hard to see. It's it. hard to see. Very it. hard to yeah, see. Can you help me see? see it? Yeah, yeah. The so human the, brain makes it hard. The to human, see it. the human experience makes it hard to see. Um, but ultimately, we're how does the saying go? We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. Exactly. And uh -huh. so, 100%. okay. So if you get that, yeah. then then death is not death. It's just it's a transitionary uh -huh. process that takes you out of this experience into a new experience. Right. And there had to have been an experience prior to this experience because you're a spiritual being. And pri in that prior experience, Daniel, was that his name? Aaron. 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 Aaron made some decisions, some choices as a spiritual being to have a certain ex human experience. And that human experience included free will. And in the context of that free will, in the experience of the experience he designed before he got here, he made a choice. But the choice that he made, after the choice was made, he's not as the Jehovah Witnesses might say, he's not in hell burning for his choice. He's back where he was before, having a great time, looking back at that experience and going, wow, I really learned. I really had this amazing experience as a human being. Let's have another one. And so, and at the same time, if you listen to what Jessica just described as herself, Aaron has had a huge contribution to, to Jessica's strength. life and yeah. her strength. And, and who's and to, to know what she will touch? And, and, every, and including knows, her children. Yes. Who knows, like, those people who beat Aaron, right? And then soon mm -hmm. after he took his life. Who knows how that affected their lives no after the fact. shit. There's no way right? on earth that those people did not have some sort of a comeuppance. Right. Personal, Amen. spiritual comeuppance yeah. as a result of that. They know. They know why he took his life. Right. There's no. Mm -hmm. In the same way that all four of us got the goose pimples talking about Aaron, I got him right now. Mm -hmm. In the same way that we're getting it, those people got it too. And there's no way on earth that they're going to live through this life not knowing that shit. There's no Honestly, way on earth. And so, I'm, I'm sending this to some of those 
punks that <laughs> trust me i i am this conversation was for him a little bit i it just out of the blue but yes it was it i'm was. sorry damn it's, straight he has a lot to mm-hmm. say and and there's a, there's a <laughs> deep you message right there, right? and i'm feeling you there's a deep <laughs> message here and a mm-hmm. deep strength that his his choices and his sacrifices that he made in, in his in this living, this life, this this existence, this plane, was to teach and help others. It's a cooperative situation. His, I mean, I don't know how many years ago this was, but Aaron is affecting us right here, yes. right now. However yes. many years later, and Absolutely. hopefully, will he will be touching his story, your story, our stories will touch however many hundreds of thousands of people that are out there on the We're internet that could to hear this. him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this show will la- will be on the internet as long as the internet's around once we put it on there. How many people are going to hear this story? Right. Absolutely. All and how many people will touched. resonate with it, too. Exactly. Because they've had that experience or they're afraid of that experience. Absolutely. Or they've, or they, and from whichever end that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever end that might be. And so, and you okay, girl? Yeah. No, <laughs> this is, I'm like, I'm just emotionally wide open right now, and I'm taking it all in. I'm, I mean, this is what life is. This is what the human experience is, exactly. what we're having right now. Yeah, right. absolutely. And so it's, it's interesting because when we, we get, like Remy was saying, our brains force us to not have the experience that our higher self is having, mm-hmm. but we're always connected to that higher self experience. And so our higher, our higher self is communicating with us constantly and that's what has experiences like this one happen where Jessica and me and Shannon and Remy are having this amazing conversation about Aaron and it's all Mm -hmm. happening because we all had some sort of play in the events that led up to Aaron's experience or else we wouldn't be having this conversation so when I say that our emotions are indicators of how our of the disconnect between how our human experience is experiencing a situation and how our spiritual experience is experiencing the situation, that's exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. our and this is why in, in the advanced materials that we'll come out with, this is why we say you cannot have a knee-jerk reaction to your negative emotion. Because when you do, you're just creating the next future experience that's gonna be just like the one you're having a knee-jerk reaction about. You have to be able to understand what your emotions are telling you and respond to your emotions in a constructive way by saying, oh, I get exactly. it. I am not seeing the, the world the way my higher self is seeing it. I can choose to see it that way. And when I make that choice, my future changes. Right. See, I, it's I have the a question. Hardest, it's the hardest it's point. because It's hard. It, that's the hardest point. So why, my, my question it. is, why is that emotion, pick any emotion that you would consider to be a negative emotion, why is that negative? For instance, I love experiencing the array of the human emotions for like for instance if i don't cry for a few months and i'm a very happy person so i don't cry a lot if i don't get a good cry and i will intentionally subject myself to something sad like i'll go watch a sad movie i'll have a glass of wine just so that i can experience that sadness and so i can experience that emotion because i love experiencing it them. the soul is it re- is is my anger really negative it's it's negative in the sense that it's trying to tell you um, that you're not seeing the world the way you could potentially see it. But in, at the same time, and this is the interesting thing, the quirky thing about the universe is it's, it's negative, but at the same time it's serving you. It's, it's serving a positive purpose. It's saying, hey, hey, you have an option to choose here how you're experiencing what you experience. You have an option to choose. And so exactly. For instance, I, I am a huge fan of being uncomfortable. 
I, I don't like being in a situation where things are just okay and life is easy because then I know that I'm not charging forward. Mm-hmm. And, and so being in a place of discomfort, which a lot of people would think, oh, that's a negative thing. For me, that's the most positive thing. When I was in beauty school, one of my teachers, and this is one thing that definitely stuck with me, she said, um, oh, shit. It's okay. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did she say after you? she said, oh, shit? <laughs> <laughs> that just went off the track. Another thought that she used to say, because uh-huh. no. Uh, wow. You must get uncomfortable to become comfortable. Yes. That's the word that's I was looking true. for. Yes. Yep. And that's it's such a true thing that you must. And you sometimes you have to make people uncomfortable so that they can become comfortable. Yes. You know? I am a little too good at that. <laughs> I love I love putting people to the test, and it's a terrible. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's terrible or not. Yeah. People don't appreciate it. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I love challenging people, and including myself. By the way, it's it's not just. I love knowing that if I have a weakness or if there's something I'm afraid of, that I need to confront that, and I love pushing that on other people too, <laughs> which um, sometimes is hard. Because I come at it from a very positive place. I'm like, hey, you know, face it. You're never gonna you're never gonna get over it if you don't face it. So I like to push people into their discomfort, which is not always appreciated. Right. Jessica, if there was if there was something mm-hmm. you wanted to make yourself vulnerable on the show today about that, you know, you you might be afraid mm-hmm. of what is that now? Because I hear something in you. Um I don't I don't no, yeah. Um, there's so much I'm strength sorry. in her voice, but there's also a, yeah. there's something uh, like a fear or a f- something. What is it? I I think it's with me early in my transition right now. Um, this kind of being on the Transamorous. Uh, well, this is the Transamorous <laughs> Network podcast. Um, I think right now the only struggle I feel is. A little fear of rejection with dating mm. um, and I think that's been uh, overlaying just my natural bubbly kind of personality this lately is this is perfect it's been perfect because now we, we can go right into exactly why we are all together here <laughs> making exactly. this podcast yeah. and we can go right into the guide and this is exactly why we're here what you said is why we exist right now yeah. exactly <laughs> so what have been your what have what have been your experiences dating? Or have um, you had any? Since and your transition. Yeah, and, and since the loss of your spouse. Uh, I, I had one relationship. Um, uh, it, was, it was an early relationship out of the, um, after losing my uh, son's mom, uh, probably about six months later. And it ended within six months as well, just because I realized that I moved too quick. I, I almost looked for a replacement, which was my fault. I failed on that relationship, and you weren't ready. I wasn't exactly ready. Exactly what I was no. thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. How did how what happened specifically? Did who got it, hurt? Who um, who? Actually, I'm still in contact with her. Um, she's not fully aware that I'm transgender. Uh, I don't want to even go there. How how is she not aware? Um, I when she and I never explored that side. I I think she saw feminine qualities. But about you myself. said you're still in contact with her. Yeah, and you live um, full time, correct? And you're out on Facebook. Yes. 
Yes, I do. So well, she's not people on my say Facebook. what they want to see. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think that you're showing her a side that might not be true. What are you, what are you showing her? Because you're I, right. Yeah. You are absolutely right on that. And I, I feel guilty, like not just being fully upfront with her. Why not just tell her? I should. <laughs> Actually, after this, I might just give her a call. Congratulations, go you! (laughs) And that right there is 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 to you know that begins the changing of your story. That that begins the the positive aspects and and the being able to rewrite your story in a way that is going to put you in a space where you can find someone who will accept you and love you and date you. You you will find someone absolutely, absolutely. But it's you first. You have to get yourself. And your story, right? Before about who you are, about who you yeah. are, about how who you feel, you feel about yourself, who, yeah. how you want, exactly. what you want, when you want, and mm-hmm. that goes. And it, yeah, it broadens just every aspect of your life. It really, really does. But when you focus it, if you're able to start with focusing on one point, and if that's love and relationships and and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's a great point to focus. And then yeah. from that point, it just blooms. Actually, it's just a lotus. You're so right. I mean, if if and I never thought about this when I created the Transamorous Network, is love is at the center of everything. And love of yourself is at the center of the center. And if you get that part right, everything else just blossoms. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening in our lives. It's absolutely. You, you can't see it for the listeners. Like, uh, Remy and I's heads are just like, uh-huh. nod, nod, oh nod, nod, nod. <laughs> yes. No, it's absolutely awesome. true. When, when people, you know, that's how I've described it to people since the beginning, after I read the first book, I'm like, his concept is is so broad. It is life-altering, but it helps you focus on one piece of it. Mm-hmm. And just being able to focus your intentions on one piece, at least to start, you know, it gives you it gives you direction. It gives you something to continue to go back to. It helps you keep on that track of making the new momentum of moving forward with these new stories. And, it's so and it blossoms yeah. out into everything. Because when you start telling your story about the person you are and the person you want to love, it changes everything. It Absolutely. changes everything. Jessica, you're mm-hmm. having what I like to call a pivotal moment. I, I, for instance, I look at my life and I'm going along this traje- trajectory. And then I want you to think of like me ricocheting off something and encountering somebody. For instance, the day mm-hmm. that I met Perry was one of those pivotal moments that changed the course of my trajectory and in, in an amazing, positive way. Like this is one of those moments for you. This I, phone call that you're going to have is going to build your confidence. It's going to build your truth. It's going to show you it's going to show you to you that you mm-hmm. can do it. And so something really amazing is about to happen in your life. And if I, she can't be excited, then she doesn't. Just be excited. Just I, even kind of rolling it around in my head, I think she'll be all right with it, honestly. I, I do, too. You know how I see it going? I think she'll love you so She's going to give you the duh. <laughs> She's going to give you the yes. duh. Um, She's like, yeah. yeah. And then you, you will look back at yourself and go, I was so foolish for having all of these emotions and wasting all of that time and energy <laughs> being fearful of this when she, it was already done. But it needed it, to it happen. It needed to happen to get you to a place where you can make the next step. And that's exactly. where you are in that pivotal moment yep. where you now hopefully have some of those tools, some of that strength to at least make the very next step. And that's all that matters is Absolutely. making just one step at a time. Yep. It's so okay. interesting. It's so much power is going to come from yeah, this. There's, her voice sounds different already. Right. <laughs> I hear I hear strength in your voice now. I do. I um, 
I just recently met with a high school friend, girl, girlfriend. Um, okay, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend back in the day, but we uh, had some moments. Mm-hmm. And oh, tell, 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 tell. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. One of <laughs> <laughs> she. She's always been my best friend, but she also experienced me as a friend, which went into my reclusive side when I was kind of working everything out on me being transgender, what was going to be my next step. And we didn't talk for ages. And I just even last night we hung out for a little bit. And oh, my God, like we've always been friends. And she just needed to know me as me. And we just. Yeah, uh, we we disconnected. Um, we weren't even friends on Facebook for a long time, and so uh, the last weekend we went out, and and uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, and we went up to Kansas City, hung out, went out and ate and all that. And she actually was with you know hanging out with me for the first time, and the quality of the experience was more than I can describe, honestly, like as far as you, you always are, uh, well, maybe it's me. I, I'm afraid of what my, my old friends would think. And many of them already made their choice, but made their choice um, in what way? Uh, that they're, I'm, I'm an oddity to them. Yeah. So, so then are they really friends? No, no, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) um after spending and i had thought about her almost every step of my major decisions on transition from i i had i thought about her so much and when we got to start talking and, and i was the one to contact her i said enough's enough i'm sick and tired of having so few friends that are only on the fence about everything that I needed to someone that I had always known to be 100% of a pure friend to me and not give a crap about, you know, me going through transition or all the politics going on. And I, that was a beautiful experience. One true ride or die friend is worth more than a thousand not real people, not real friends, Amen. not people who have your back. You yeah. know what I mean? If they're not ride or die, then why are they there? So, mm-hmm. so let's do Hang something. Hang on a second. You know who else was ride or die? JC. Yes, she was. She was ride or die. She was oh, a ride God. or die bitch. Down, Don't get down, me on get that it. Like I got started, but damn. You got to listen to JC's interview. She's on, she's on the, the uh, last YouTube video. channel. The last, the video. last one? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. It was cool. JC's fucking awesome anyway sorry <laughs> no I, I mean I, I i see us we, we've had this amazing conversation and i i'd like to now take this momentum that we've built and i want to start shifting that into the positive future that's lying in front Thank of you. you so let's gotcha. talk about that where where do you see this conversation carrying you forward to what's your next step um i think uh, i mean mostly just, uh, it, well, I've, I've told Perry this before. There is zero, well, as far as I know, so few advocacy groups here in the Midwest and Kansas City area, Wichita area. I would like to... Say it, girl. 
get it out. I want to bring up public conversations about this. Yeah, do it. Yes, I don't know where to start, but I have to just start. Just start. I know that that sounds horrible. Yeah, but it's like it's that's the only answer. Yeah, do it. Just start. I have felt that for well over a few years now. Just to, I mean, I I fight against people that don't even care about the actual issues with transgender or, and transamorous is completely non-existent to people in this area. Well, you it's can sad. Um, when I first um, met Perry uh, through another, well, and you can say he, how we met. He, he's not, <laughs> what, he's not shy about how he meets what people. What dirty little secret do you have? <laughs> do, you, do you mind if I no, say go this ahead. site? Go ahead. Okay, it was through You Are Not Alone, which is like one of the longest term um, transgender and cross-dresser uh, social media sites, even before MySpace. I wasn't going to say the name just to protect your per- privacy. No. Oh, shoot. I don't care. Oh, I, I don't care either. <laughs> okay. Perry We're not it. hiding in case Perry, you hadn't exactly, noticed. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> Perry's not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that... Oh, my God. I lost my train of thought. It and happened to me earlier. No problem. <laughs> It'll come so, back. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Transamorous, when Perry introduced me to the term, like I, I was new to it when mm-hmm. I heard it from Perry. And it was something that I wanted to tell the guys that I do, or I am friends with, is like, you don't have to, you know, if someone asks you, so what, are you gay or this or that? You know, what's your preference? All you got to say is, I'm transamorous. It's a matter of, I, I find the beauty in transgender men, women, um, you know, any, anything surrounding it. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't even begin to say how thankful I am for getting to know all you, all you girls and Perry and. Damn! Now I'm getting emotional. You're, we all are. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's no, okay. don't apologize. Don't Stop apologizing. There's nothing to apologize yeah. for. We are so happy to hear such a change in your voice and feel such a change in your energy just in this however yeah, long it's minutes, been. 50, 50 minutes. It's so touching to, to, I mean, we have talked about how the potential of this show, but to hear mm-hmm. it from the guests is just you. Powerful. You all yeah. make a big impact I, I know it, and even if it's not out there yet, like you said, the Internet's not going away. These stories are going to be out there, and they're going to be prominent. And as soon as all the people kind of are okay understanding or interested in understanding transgender and, and the uh, transamorous, um, I, I think these are going to be very prominent and very helpful not only to men, you know, cis men, cis women, uh, transgender. Uh, it, you, you guys are covering every spectrum, honestly. Thank and you for I, your part. I'm proud yeah. to know and to help out any way I can. And I think on that lovely note, yes. we should let you take this <laughs> momentum and make those phone calls that you need to make. Yeah. And, yeah. and know that we have your back. We have Contact your back. us, reach yeah. us, reach, reach out, out to us. us through Perry, through the website, shannonscottspeaks.com. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't have a website, but Miss Remy Elmatard <laughs> at Gmail, you know, yeah, please. Yeah, find me on social media, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We're here. sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm also on Facebook. Okay. Thank, thanks for I'll being on the show, Jessica. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Shannon, Remy, yes. and Perry. You yeah. guys are so awesome. <laughs> now go hug those babies. Yeah. <laughs> and straight. And, and for the listeners and the viewers, thank you so much for tuning in to another one of our shows. We really appreciate your viewership and your listenership. Please tell your friends. Rate us five stars. I said four stars last time. Rate us five stars on iTunes. And be sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, too, because we're going to be coming out yes. with a lot more yes. episodes like this one that are so powerful with such powerful guests and powerful co-hosts. You guys are, this whole thing is working like in this magical way. It's just beautiful. It's what we chose. Yeah, it is what we chose. It is. And you brought a witch into the mix. Of course it's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, Thanks Jessica. Jessica. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be a guest on the Transamorous Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamorousnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network podcast. The Transamorous Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Listen to the Transamorous Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in relationships, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamorous Network on the web at transamorousnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamorous Network, or on Tumblr at transamorousnetwork.tumblr. <laughs>